For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. The cradle of basketball, Indiana. That was then. This is my time. This is now. The next game changer in downtown Indianapolis, Bicentennial Unity Plaza, now officially open. A final piece to the $400 million makeover of Gamebridge Fieldhouse. This is truly a community plaza. The hope is that the community is using this all the time. The plaza's impact beyond basketball, how it's positioned to serve as a new catalyst for downtown growth and why it could be a key to attracting Hoosiers back to their capital city. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from Bicentennial Unity Plaza, just outside of Gainbridge Fieldhouse here in downtown Indianapolis. This plaza christened this week as one of the final pieces of a massive $400 million renovation inside and outside of Gainbridge Fieldhouse, the second largest renovation in NBA history. And this is not your normal plaza. A lot of unique features, a $30 million mix of sculptures, art, an iconic a sphere will greet uh, visitors as they come to Bicentennial Unity Plaza here as well. You go a little bit deeper uh, into this plaza and you will see a basketball court that will be transformed into a skating rink larger than the one at Rockefeller Center in New York City. Joining me now to give us a, a really a, a tour of uh, Bicentennial Unity Plaza, pleased to be joined as always by Pacer Sports and Entertainment uh, President and uh, Chief Operating Officer Mel Raines. Mel, this is a vision that really started back in 2016, right? It is. We started master planning this in 2016 and worked on it in earnest for about three years until uh, we signed the lease renegotiation with the city in 2019 and then here we are, 2023. A lot of thought went into this. You know, you, people hear of a plaza, they think, oh, a nice place to go eat lunch. You know, you know, this is a nice place to eat lunch, but it's a lot more than that. Talk about kind of the vision, uh, the thought process behind this plaza. Absolutely. We really wanted this to be a place that was active 365 days a year, where we could bring ice skating back to downtown in the winter, which is funny to talk about right. on a day like today, yeah. but also to host basketball tournaments and sunrise yoga and farmers markets and every kind of activity you could imagine. Uh, and so I think we've accomplished that, but it was very intentional planning. Yeah. Uh, this too, uh, I think is interesting as you look at the massive renovation inside Gainbridge. Uh, this outside really adds to the game day experience, if you will, uh, for fans as well, right? It is. We can't wait for October 25th, opening night for Pacer season. We'll have a big pregame party on the plaza we've never been able to do before and celebrate what we hope is a really great Pacer season. Uh, also, uh, Mel, as you look at this and uh, it's Bicentennial Unity Plaza, there's there's an effort, I think, to reflect back on history, but also I think it's important you're really looking ahead, right? Absolutely. It, it was unfortunate that the city's bicentennial came right in the middle of COVID and we didn't get to celebrate it the way I think everyone had hoped. And so this is really an homage to the 200 year history of Indianapolis in many ways from the mural that the Arts Council is working with us on to the content on the Sphere video. Um, 
to the Together statue. We're always striving to come together. We're not quite there yet, but that doesn't mean we're not going to keep trying. And this is truly a community plaza. Yeah. The hope is that the community is using this all the time. And you want this to be one of those top three or four places when people come to Indianapolis. They want you want this on their kind of their bucket list or visit list. Absolutely. I hope it's right up there with shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's and yeah. going to see the track. And you talk about history. No better example uh, than basketball is well represented. Now this will be an ice rink in the cold uh, uh, winter season. But as you look out on this, this is a great place uh, to hoop it up, right? It is. It is. I think we're going to have a, we're going to see a lot of good basketball outside. We usually don't get to see that yeah. uh, in the field house, but we're really looking forward to hosting some things in September and October before we load the ice skating rink in. Uh, some concerts, some other community events. We have things going on uh, all weekend, and so hopefully people will come down here Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and check things out. And uh, I think you'll see we're promoting this all the time. That's the other big difference is a sports and entertainment company is programming the plaza. We have great spaces downtown, but no one really working full time on programming. Yeah, final question for you, and you led this along with two other women, an all-female team that led this overall project, second biggest in NBA history. How do you, now that uh, it's basically done, finishing touches being put on, how do you think it all has, has turned out? You know, it's better than I expected, I have yeah. to say. We're really proud of what we were able to build, the team of people who came together to do it, and hopefully the city feels the same way when they get out here this weekend. Mel Raines, the president and CEO of Pacer Sports and Entertainment. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gary. All right. Well, even with all of the construction inside Gainbridge Fieldhouse and here on Bicentennial Unity Plaza, the projects are not finished. This area, a former parking lot, is being transformed into a three-story entertainment center. A $20 million investment by Pacers owner Herb Simon. Commission Row will include a speakeasy, restaurant, and event space. It will be operated by Cunningham Restaurant Group and ready in time for the 2024 All-Star Weekend. Well, Bicentennial Unity Plaza, a new anchor for a much bigger picture emerging in this southeast quadrant of downtown Indianapolis. Details on what else is in the works and the potential impact when we return. Congratulations, Gary, on your 25th anniversary. From the very beginning of Inside Indiana Business, I knew you had found your niche, and you've done an excellent job of reporting on business from around the state. And the Indiana Destination Development Corporation certainly appreciates all the support that you have given our In Indiana brand. Beetle Financial Consulting is also appreciative of being with you from the very beginning, either writing articles or being on the show. So thank you from all those entities, and we wish you 25 more years of excellence. forward in his sixth consecutive NBA All-Star game. Homecoming welcome to the 6'9 forward from the world champion Celtics, number 33, Larry Bird. A thunderous ovation for Larry Bird's return home to play in the NBA's 35th All-Star game at the Hoosier Dome in downtown Indianapolis in 1985. Nearly 40 years later, India is getting ready to roll out the red carpet once again for professional basketball's elite as it hosts the 2024 NBA All-Star Weekend in February. A chance for Indiana and Indianapolis to shine in the international spotlight. And Bicentennial uh, Unity Court will be center court of sorts for all of the action, the uh, hub of activity that will be part of that event. 
Rick Fusen, the CEO of Pacer Pleasure Sports and you, Entertainment. Man. Good to see you. you. You and I were at that 1985 All-Star Game. Yes, we were. And I, I, we can remember a very different skyline, a very different atmosphere. Oh, my goodness. Uh, think about how downtown is so different. The hotels, the convention centers bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, this building, uh, you know, Gamebridge Fieldhouse and this plaza, uh, you know, all came, all came about just in the last few years, really. But when the NBA comes here this time, uh, you know, this, this game will be seen in 200 countries, in 40-some languages, uh, and it's exponentially bigger than it was in 1985. Yeah. As you look at that international exposure, Indiana's put a premium on attracting investment uh, from around the globe. This is an opportunity to, to showcase the city and the state. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, over at the State House, they've been all around the world, uh, and they've had to go to country by country by country. Uh, but here, they'll all be here and then they'll all be going back over the television. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity. I think we all think it's a great opportunity for Indianapolis to continue to shine in the international spotlight. We've talked about what Bicentennial Unity Plaza is all about, some of the features, cool features. But as you look at uh, your vision, and, and certainly others here as well, of how this will extend out into downtown and have an economic and ripple impact beyond the confines right here. Yeah, well, I think it's a space that is made for people to come to. Uh, we haven't had to close the street. Um, you know, we have parks and all, but they're used for parks, and that's very good. This is a this is an activity spot, uh, and we'll have all kind of events. Um, you, you know, across weekends, uh, on daily basis, whatever the case may be. Uh, but to be able to have kids down to look at the sphere, to be able to have kids down to look at the mural, to have them down, uh, all kind of different people to to look at the uh, together sculpture. Um, I think it's going to be a place where you want to come and take a picture. As you look, uh, was there intentionality in saying, hey, let's create something here that can, can help take Indianapolis kind of to that next level, that next level of development of activity downtown? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, we have some great sculptures here, great monuments, I think second only to Washington, D.C., and I think this adds another dimension to it. Um, you know, Chicago has a lot of great things, and they've got their bean. Yeah. Uh, you know, guess what? We've, we've got our together and we've got our sphere. And so I think um, uh, in, it, it was intentional that we could find a place right next to, uh, right next to the field house where people could come and participate on a daily basis. All right, Rick, now I know you hit the first shot, right, uh, in the practice uh, uh, area yep. at Gamebridge yep. uh, a number of years ago. Yep. I think you need to do the first shot here on Bicentennial Unity okay. Plaza Court. Let's, let's do it. Danny Lopez will give the assist. Hey, 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 you made it. You were nervous. You were going to make it. I was huh? terrible, terrible nervous. Assist to Danny Lopez over there, too. Rick, hey, thanks very much. Thanks, Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thanks. Join us. Thank you. Well, as mentioned earlier, Bicentennial Unity Plaza, part of a transformation of sorts going on in downtown Indianapolis with multiple projects underway or on the drawing board. Next, more convention space and a new hotel that will change the Indianapolis skyline part of that picture. And Hoosier Hands helping NASA with the Artemis mission. The goal? Return astronauts to the moon and eventually take them to Mars. In this week's IBJ, see how it could create business and research opportunities here in Indiana. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. 
Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. All rights reserved. It took a little more than 10 seconds for Market Square Arena to come down back in 2001. MSA playing an important part in the revitalization of downtown and positioning Indy as a recognized sports city. Well, as mentioned earlier, Bicentennial Unity Plaza, part of a much bigger development uh, picture that is taking shape in downtown Indianapolis. With more on that, pleased to be joined by Executive Vice President at Visit Indy, Chris Gull. Chris, it's always great to see you. Great to see you, Gary. On Thanks. a hot uh, summer day. We'll take uh, it. But uh, speaking of hot, uh, downtown Indy seems to be getting hot, maybe hotter, as we look at this development here, part of a much bigger picture, a lot of things beginning to come together. We're excited because from a tourism perspective, nearly $2 billion in tourism-related infrastructure, all new, coming online in the next four years. Certainly this is a, a linchpin to that development. This is such a, a user-friendly meeting planner event-focused space that we know is already catching the attention of those who are saying, wow, how, how can we utilize this space as part of a meeting in Indianapolis? I've heard people talk about this as being one of those maybe tipping point periods for downtown Indianapolis, like we've seen in the past, where a number of projects, a number of things are coming together at the same time. Yeah, when, when, when $2 billion in new tourism-related infrastructure is hitting simultaneously, uh, you're, you're an ascending city, and that's how we're positioning Indianapolis for events and major conventions, is Indianapolis is an ascending city. New hotels, new infrastructure, there, there's a polish to our city that people want to be a part of, and that's helping us coming out of this pandemic to attract bigger and larger conventions and, and keep those safe and sound who had thought about leaving. I know a big piece of that is the uh, expansion of the, uh, the Indiana Convention Center, another expansion, and a new hotel just broken ground on uh, recently that's already beginning to pay some dividends. Yeah, when you, when you dig dirt and you can see that it's real, we do hard hat tours now of that facility over on Pan Am Plaza. This is the sixth time the Indiana Convention Center is expanding. Uh, Gen Con said, yes, we'll renew because we've seen the dirt being moved. Drum Corps International said, yes, we'll recommit to Indianapolis into the future. This week, Percussive Arts Society, we were in jeopardy of losing them. They said, we want to stay here because of that project. Just this week, we have a, a group in the city that would be a citywide convention. They've never booked Indianapolis. It would be tw for 2035. It would be national FFA-esque in terms of numbers. They're here because of that project. They're here because of the newness, and they want to know what Indianapolis will look like in 2035 when they debate between Chicago and Indy for this major event. And as you look at the connectedness uh, of these projects uh, here at uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, you extend on to Indy 11 Park, uh, the Elanco project, you know, a, a pretty big swath here uh, of activity. Not a day goes by, visit Indy's not communicating the, the, the majority of projects in our downtown, this, this, this campus, if you will, where event organizers want to activate, where they can walk seamlessly, and we're able to say, you know what? We're getting bigger, we're ascending, we're getting bolder. We have two billion bucks in new development. And so when they walk our city and we show them renderings of what will be by 2026 and beyond, they get excited because it is really a new city and specifically a new downtown uh, convention core. And a final question for you, you mentioned Chicago, but the continued expansion of the convention center has put Indianapolis on that bigger stage where you're competing against the biggest player. Oh, Dallas, Orlando, New York, Vegas. Every day we're going head to head with them. And we're able to do that because we've expanded. We've gotten bigger facilities and complimentary hotel towers, but we can't sit idle because we know those big cities now have our number as well. Chris Gull, Executive Vice President of Visit India, as always, thanks very much. Great to see you, Gary. All right.
Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, as we take a look at what's making business news headlines around the state, we begin in Zionsville, where Indiana's motorsports sector got another big shot in the arm. Graham Rahal's company, GR Brands, broke ground this week on its new headquarters. It's just across the parking lot from the $20 million Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing Global Headquarters. That new facility will house Graham Rahal Performance, Rahal Ducati Indianapolis, an auto-themed restaurant, and a Rahal Racing Museum. It's just a, it's a great environment. It's a great town uh, to be a part of. And obviously with, with having our race shop here as well, it's nice that everything is, is centered right here in Zionsville uh, for, our, for our family. A lot of our clients live here. The new headquarters expected to bring as many as 100 high-tech jobs to Zionsville. The race is on to find a new promoter of the Lawrenceburg Speedway. The current promoters, Dave and Kim Rudisel, announced they are retiring from racing in October. Mayor Kelly Mulan says the city owns the Lawrenceburg Speedway and then leases it to the promoter. The track has been around since 1950. In northwest Indiana, Gary going high-tech. A historic train station there will get an $8 million transformation into a state-of-the-art tech hub. The Fiber Smart House aimed at developing the next generation of tech workers and also combating the digital divide. The hub is scheduled to open in the fall of next year. And Indiana and Kentucky applying for a $632 million federal grant to fund the Interstate 69 Ohio River Crossing Project. It will connect Evansville and Henderson, Kentucky. The project estimated to cost $1.4 billion and help reduce traffic congestion and delays while also improving safety for drivers. Coming up next, same theme, different sport. We catch up with Brownsburg native Drew Storen. He lived the dream of playing Major League Baseball. Now he's crafting his own field of dreams. You've taken the time to nominate your top technology leaders. Now it's time to find out who came out on top. Join IBJ and TechPoint for the Tech Exec of the Year Tech 25 Awards on September 19th. RSVP by September 13th at ibj.com slash events. Well, we end this week's show not on the basketball court, but rather the baseball diamond. Drew Storen, the Brownsburg baseball prodigy who made it to the big leagues, is now toasting to success in the bourbon business. If you build it, he will come. What, what if we took the corn from the Field of Dreams movie site and made it into a whiskey? And I knew in order to stop playing baseball, I needed to have an answer to a kind of quick pivot. And at the end of my career, I started kicking this around more. I'm like, you know, I think, I think this is what I want to do. Brownsburg native Drew Storen, from throwing heat in the big leagues to taking a shot in the whiskey business. From baseball to bourbon, his Field of Dreams brand already catching fire. You know, when we did the first event um, in Brownsburg and I, you know, showed up an hour early to make sure the bottles were there and there was a line, I was, I was blown away. And, you know, it still gives me chills. Like it just, it's so cool because it's, you know, years of work and all the late nights and all that, you know, and to see that you know, those weren't just my friends in line. So I was really yeah. happy to sell it to somebody that wasn't my friend. Where else would Drew introduce his new bourbon line? Brownsburg. It's home. It's where he developed an obsession for baseball. At the time, other high school teams didn't really have fan sections. We did. You know, like, yeah. you know, 
like everybody came and that was the thing to do. Um, you know, and, and that's just something that, you know, when you're playing for that higher purpose, like that's, that's really cool. It, it's not a me game. It's, it's a we game. Right. And so that's, that's really neat, especially when you see how much it means, you know, to people from Brownsburg. Drew's talents took him to the big leagues. Something his dad, former Indianapolis media personality, Mark Storen could barely comprehend. And I remember just sitting there in St. Louis for his debut and the number of times we had gone to Bush Stadium when he was a kid to watch games. And it's like, I'm sitting in the same seats, but this time that's my son running out there. Storen went on to play for almost 10 years as a relief pitcher in the major leagues, including a stint with the Cincinnati Reds, where he did something very unusual in baseball. He struck out the side with just nine pitches. One of the cooler things that I, I'm proud of is when I threw my immaculate inning uh, with the Reds. I didn't. I probably had some pretty diluted stuff compared to what I had early in my career, but yeah. I got to throw it to my high school teammate Tucker Barnhart, and um, so I'm pretty sure that's never happened before. Drew eventually realized it was time to hang up his cleats and leave Major League Baseball. Time to pursue a passion for making bourbon. And I, I kind of, I wanted to be the first one to read the, read the writing on the wall at the same time. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to be, you know, oh man, like why, why? And I just knew that I really love this idea to run, to do bourbon. Drew Storen, a Hoosier success story from Brownsburg Little League to the bigs, to a new career in the bourbon business. And you can hear more from Drew on this week's Business and Beyond podcast beginning Monday. Check it out at Inside Indiana Business. Com. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's edition of the show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.